ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to today's episode of Uncaped Heroes. We are honored to be with you today. I am Kathy Holland, along with our host, Jonathan. Stacey, how are you today? I am well. Thank you very much. I apologize for having a part great Dane wiener dog in my life. Um, and I'm wonderful. It's a it's a beautiful day. It's a nice to be this kind of beautiful sunshiny day in the in the middle of January. And I am honored to be here with you as well. I am always excited and thrilled and intrigued and honored and humbled, and many other words, to get to have these conversations and meet the people that we get to meet that provide the space they provide for other people to just get better, do things, move forward. It just I stay intrigued. Completely intrigued. So I am ready when you are to talk to another yet amazing human being. What is your favorite part about these conversations? I think just that. The Again, I think I feel honored. In this world that we live in that's so crazy, that's got so many new rules and nobody really understands the truth, we have the opportunity from the comfort of my living room to travel all around the world and meet the most amazing people that do the most beautiful things and they provide this blanket of hope and light and 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 yes you can and come here I can help you with that or I got space for you over here for that and it shines so much brighter than what we see in the news and all the chatter out there in the world I love being a part of it how are you I do too excuse me no, I love, I love meeting all these new people. I say all the time that we bring the extraordinary out in the ordinary, you know, and we get to shine a light on, on their journey and their story and let them own the fact that they're heroes too. And I think it's pretty awesome because I think some people don't feel valid in what they do every day. So I think it's, I think that validation is important. So I love the fact that we can shine a light on what they do and, and validate their purpose. Mm, that's a beautiful concept. Yeah. I like that. I'll own that for today. I think we all need validation and I love being in a space where we can open that and provide that for people. So what have you got for us today? Today we have a guest that I have actually not had the chance to speak with, but you did. If you would like to bring her in, I think it's a great time. I think I would love to do that. Ladies and gentlemen, may we please introduce to you Miss Yvonne Cabuto, how are you today? I'm very well, thank you. 25 degrees here in Pennsylvania, but the sun is shining. I love it. And it's a beautiful day. Every day above ground is a new day to have a new adventure. How about you go kick us off, Yvonne? Okay. So you've introduced me as Yvonne Caputo. Um, I started out as a classroom teacher. Did that for a long, long time. My last group of kids were the very, very bright ones, and they were amazing to teach and amazing to mentor. Uh, But I met and married someone and moved across the state of Pennsylvania and could not find a teaching position, so I used my second degree, which was in clinical psychology, to become a therapist and a trainer in an employee assistance program. And from there, the then CEO of a retirement community knew me and knew my skill level and said, would you be interested in being 
um, the head of our human resource uh, section at this retirement community. So that was my last career. Um, I'm what I now call deliciously semi-retired, um, but I have kept up the training and psychotherapy on, on a minimal basis because A, I love doing it, B, I love doing it, and it keeps my head in the game of helping others. But at the very end of all of this, um, I'm an author, and that was a real surprise to me that at my age um, I would be holding a book in my hand that was written by me. And it was about one of my heroes, and that's my dad. In 2008, uh, Dad and I were on the phone. He continued to live in western Pennsylvania. I continued to live in southeastern Pennsylvania, so our weekly phone calls were really pretty important. And we would struggle about what to talk about after he talked about his illnesses and dialysis treatments and doctor's appointments and, and his caretakers. But on one specific night, he opened up and told me a quirky, funny, off-the-wall story about making an emergency landing in Fried, Belgium, in 1945. Dad was a navigator on a B-24, and the story was so intriguing, I asked Dad if I could get a pencil and paper, and here's my father's exact response. What the hell do you want to do that for? I said, well, I think this would be something that the rest of the family would enjoy hearing about. The very next phone call, I said to Dad, if you're willing, start at the beginning. And he did. Story after story after story rolled off of his tongue. And I kept notes on all those stories. And it's interesting because something that you said earlier fit right in. Here was an extraordinary, ordinary man. That was originally the title for the book. He was just an ordinary GI. He was, wasn't Truman. He wasn't uh, Eisenhower. He wasn't any of the big wigs. He was just this ordinary guy that was called to fight in the Second World War. Well, the interesting part for me in terms of this heroic journey is not only did I get the story of an ordinary World War II GI, but I got the dad I always wanted, and he got the daughter that he didn't know he had. The mere going through his stories created a trust level with the two of us that he literally waited for me to get to his home for his final journey. So that's who Yvonne Caputo is. That's beautiful. I, I have such a connection to that story. My stepfather is also a veteran, uh, retired from the Navy, um, was a fighter pilot in Korea and in Vietnam, uh, was a Purple Heart recipient and a Medal of Honor winner in so many things. He had two, two uh, bachelor's degrees, two, a bachelor's degree and two master's degrees, and there was so much about his life as a veteran that I didn't know until a couple of years ago. We ended up having to move he and my mom through some health issues and relocate them and 
we ended up, my little brother and I, being the ones that cleaned out their house and moved their stuff. And we found all these things that were of my stepdad. And I just, you know, I went to him and I said, I'm so proud of who you are. And I wish I would have known for the last 35 years that this was your life. And, and I wish I knew all of this. We found his flight journals and stuff. So I, what a beautiful journey. What a beautiful moment you got to have with your dad. That is a, that's cool. It was astounding. It was astounding. And they weren't all sad stories. And they weren't all stories filled with horror, the horror of war. But there were some. But what they really did for me was they, they gave me insight into the man and a deeper understanding of why he might have been the way he was when I was growing up as a kid. He was the greatest generation. I knew he loved me. There was food on the table. There was a roof over my head. I knew he was going to be in the bed next to my room, you know, when I went to sleep at night. I had all those kinds of things. But that kind of intimate knowledge of who he was was something that I was missing. And that's what these stories really provided me with is giving me more of a sense of why he acted the way he did or what drove him. Um, He was very much a man who believed in duty, that he had a duty and, and honor. And one of my favorite stories that's in the book, to give you a sense of dishonor, I went from Pennsburg to Meadville, which is a six and a half hour drive, and I like to go on Fridays because I could get there by five o'clock and pick him up for his from his dialysis treatment. And I went in and I was sitting beside him, and on this specific day, his physician came in, and they went over all of the blood work tests and all the things that had gone on in the last month. And then the physician said, Mike, you cannot drive anymore. Well, my father went to heck in a handbasket. And he kept saying, well, I'm a better driver than those potheads or drunks out there. I don't remember. And the doctor just stayed firm. He said, Mike, if I find out that you're driving, I will call the state and have your license rescinded. You can't drive anymore. And my dad was slumped over in his chair and his head was down, but he said, okay, I won't. So that's a Friday. On Sunday, when it's my time to leave, I got up and headed right straight through this beautiful trail to ride my bicycle. And all the way out along the creek, I was doing, what am I going to do? How am I going to handle this? Do I take away the keys? Do I lift the lid to the motor and and reach in and grab the rotor so we can't, you know, start the car? What am I supposed to do? When I got back to the house and fixed him some breakfast, it started all over again, his grumbling about not being able to drive. His head was down now again, and he was looking at the floor. But what came out of his mouth that final time was this. But I gave my word. 
I didn't have to worry. I left that Sunday knowing that my father wouldn't drive because he had given his word. That's the kind of man he was. So that those pieces of filling in the dad that I always wanted to know, yeah, it really was something pretty special. That's pretty beautiful. That's pretty beautiful. Cass, where does that take you in all this? Well, I think that integrity is such an important part of relationships. I I think that's a beautiful story. I'm so happy that you guys got to have that connection. And your ability to pick up on the word integrity, that was, I think, a driving force in my father that his word was his bond, that if he said he was going to do something, he would do it. Mm -hmm. Um, And that, and I knew a little bit of that growing up, but not to the intensity that I found in these later years when, when he was telling me these stories. Well, I think that's beautiful. So let's take this in a, a different direction. If there was a definition for the word hero and a specific individual that you had to label as a hero, I'm sorry, my dog has found a squeaky toy. <laughs> Who would it be and why? Okay. I'm going to turn around and look at the right side of my desk, and there's a very beautiful picture of both my mother and father um, when they were very, very young and gorgeous and handsome. And, and it's not just the one, it's the two that I would say are my heroes. A, because they were very, very different, but they kept a marriage together for 58 years. B, they were absolutely devoted in their own different ways to their children. Um, We were in church every Sunday. And even if we were traveling, we were in church. So they gave us that foundation. And they never asked us to be perfect, thank God. But they did ask, if, if we came home with a grade or if we came home with a project, just to say, is that the best you could do? So that was the expectation. Is that the best that you could do? So uh, they're my heroes. And I can't separate them because they were such a dynamic duo. Hmm. I, read a, <clears throat> I read a really cool quote yesterday about heroes that said, Heroes are defined by the path they choose, not by the powers that they are girded with. So I think that is very Absolutely. Yeah. Both of them chose to be good people. And I have my letters. Uh, I have the letters from my dad to my mom during the war. 
And in it, he's really clear about that, that it's a much easier life if you choose to do the right thing. It just makes everything so much easier. And I think that that was probably pretty central to how they chose to raise us and how they chose to be as a couple. I love that. I love the fact that you can group them together, that they were different but together. You know, there's so much, there's so much power in that. You know, somebody's the other side of someone's coin, the yin to someone's yang, however you want to put it. it. There's so much power in being able to do that and to live who you are and decide who you want to be. What's your integrity? What is your, are you going to be kind? Are you going to be gracious? Are you going to be giving? And you be those in spite of what the world would have you be. There's just, there's a lot of power in that. So thank you for bringing them to us as your heroes. Yeah. Yeah. And if we were struggling with something, the question would be, what do you think is the right thing to do? How do you think you should handle this? So when we were capable of making those kinds of decisions, that was something that they really fostered in us. I have a brother and a sister. And we lost a brother at the age of 26. So another way that they were heroes is the way that they dealt with that loss. It didn't do them in. They continued to be the wonderful parents that they were. Um, But it definitely made a mark on them. So, and they taught us in, in a sense that we needed, there were going to be times in our life that we're going to, we were going to struggle. That was just a part of life. That's what comes with life is struggle. But to be prepared to think your way through the struggle. How do you want to handle this? Who do you want to be? What are the values that keep you going? And that, that's pretty heroic for me to think about it that way. Very much so. Very much so. So, Yvonne, as you look at the path that your life has taken and the lessons you've learned and all the things you've done as you stand here today, what's one life lesson that you've learned that you feel like everybody ought to have the gift of knowing? Wow. The immediate thing that comes to mind is... That life's purpose is about being something for someone else. And whatever way you choose to do that. Um, I read on LinkedIn this morning a long story of a nurse who has been in intensive care for two years. And she basically has said, you know, with all the COVID things that she's done, she just is done. She needs to find something else. But even in that, she said that she wants to find something where she can still be of service to others. So that would be the same thing that I'm thinking about. Even in what I call my delicious semi-retirement, how can I reach out and be of service to others? 
that's a driver. Pretty good driver. It's a pretty good driver to let me all learn how important it is to, to own that part and to be of service to other people. Mm-hmm. Be something for someone else. That's a really great statement to make. Good way to think about it. Not only, not only that, but the best way to get out of your own head is to do something for someone else. So it's beneficial on so many levels. Yeah. So, Yvonne, let's uh, put the spotlight on you for a minute and let you wear the cape and realize that you're probably more people's hero than you think. So thank you for that. If you had the opportunity... You're welcome. You're welcome. Um, If you had the opportunity to put a one-liner of wisdom out to the world, what would it be? What would your T-shirt say? Listen. My husband has a gorgeous tenor voice, and the church is doing Broadway by request in March. And... It's Broadway, Broadway, excuse me, by request. And so the, the song that I requested is that my husband sings Children Will Listen from Into the Woods, Stephen Sondheim. So listen. Listen for what's there, what's not there. Don't come back with a statement Maybe ask a question to pull more out. But focus all of your energy, all you've got on the person that you're speaking to and listen. I love that. I think that is so important and so overlooked. (laughs) Because you can hear people all day long, but are you listening Right? Are you hearing what they're saying to you? I love that. I think that's beautiful. So I believe... Oh, there she is. Yeah, that's a beautiful statement. There's so much peace. There's so much power. There's so much direction just in that one word. Yeah, very cool. I love that. What a great thing to have on your shirt. You know somebody who goes, listen to what? What a conversation piece. And I've discovered so many beautiful things about people when I've done that kind of listening that just flipped my head right around, took my prejudices and stomped them on the floor (laughs) because what I thought they were is not who they were at all. And it was in that ability to hear their story that I could see the beauty that I would have negated in other circumstances. Amen. One word is powerful. Even when even you said it just now, you were like, listen. I was like, yes, ma'am. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> I'm listening. <laughs> That's great. So, <laughs> so I think we are about the time where we need to close down in honor of your time and our audience's time. 
So I would just like for everybody to remember that we are always brought to you by Guided by Grace and Enlighten Up. If you have a story that you would like to tell or just want to have a chat, reach out to us at HeroBuilder2020 at gmail.com. I would like to close out my part by saying thank you for being with us today. Thank you for sharing your story and for for being you. Thank you for all of that. Um, We would be honored if you would close out our show. So, Stacey, do you have a closing statement? Um, I would, again, like to back you up, Kathy, and say thank you so much, Yvonne, for your time today, for your wisdom, for your grace, and what an honor to be able to have walked that journey with your dad. Um, It's a beautiful thing, and I hope that whoever's listening, if that touches your heart in some way, maybe maybe that's your Jiminy Cricket telling you that you should do the same. Maybe there's somebody in your life you need to join them on their journey. So I think I'm going to challenge you to, to investigate that part of your life. And is there, a, is, there a, is there a journey you need to take with someone to love? So if so, I hope that you take it. And Yvonne, again, thank you for your time. Oh, you're so welcome. This was a pleasure. Yvonne, we would be honored if you would take the stage and close out our show. How would you like to leave our audience today? Okay. So uh, for those who might, like to read about my journey with my father. The book is called Flying with Dad. And then the second thing is I will be publishing my second book in March of some time, I hope. And it's called Dying with Dad. And that might sound like a pretty heavy uh, topic, but it's my journey to being comfortable with talking about death and dying with my dad so that in the end it happened exactly the way he wanted it because he was free enough to tell me what that was and I was free enough to ask him the right questions. 